I have a vision of many people coming up and me in return saying, go tell other people, go show your authentic self to the world. And it's like, can you imagine a world where people are empowered and they know who they are and they have the tools that they need to thrive on a basic level? Because most of us are missing that, is that ability to thrive on a basic level. We think it's so complicated, so we're looking for this, we're reaching for something that, like, it, it's down here. You've gone too high, right? Welcome to another episode of the Limitless Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Smith, and if you have not done so, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast. And if you love this podcast, you want some more tips and tricks on how to improve yourself, go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. There are a ton of instructional videos there. You can find the links down below. However, before you go ahead and do that, I'd like you to linger around to hang out with a friend of mine that I met in Richmond in September, or was it October? October. 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 And it was a fantastic time. She's got wisdom for days. And uh, yeah, she's got some good vibes. And welcome to the show, Justine Arsenault. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> my, little, my little snippet of uh, how to actually say your last name uh, helped out. It was right you there. En you enunciated it very well. I liked it. Yes. So, Justine, the question that I like to kick off every podcast with that really deep dives into the character of the person that I'm speaking to is how is it that you impact the lives of the people around you? How is it that I impact the lives of the people around me? That's a really good question. I like that. Uh, by being me, mm. authentically me. And by that, I have actually done some work on that so that when somebody asks, well, then who is Justine Arsenault? My answer is Justine is love. Justine is fire. And Justine is passion. So I bring all of those to every aspect of my life. So I affect the lives of other people by bringing that to them. Hmm. Very nice. Very nice. I like that a lot. And uh, I would imagine it hasn't always been that way. And before we were recording, uh, you were talking about, well, your own particular change and the uh, impact that you have with your clients through your program. And I'm very intrigued by that process and how about you found the most, I don't think it would ever be easy, but the, the most accurate journey through that process. Solid question. Um, I say it again, ask me again. Yeah, Cause no I worries. had a thought process and then I, it went in a different direction. Oh, I rather told myself, uh, nice. I went two directions yeah. and like, lots of both of them. No, I was like, I got good. it. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, uh, so everyone, I find that when folks have their own program, mm -hmm. uh, 
as we were talking about before, oftentimes a person's mess becomes their message. And so the mess that, or quote unquote mess, it wouldn't really be mm-hmm. a mess, but the journey that you went through. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> Perfect. So the contrast between the character, the Justine that you bring to the table now compared to once upon a time. A lot of it, well, we'll go back. The year was 2005. Nice. Okay. So I had graduated high school. I stopped playing hockey. Uh, At that point, I wasn't playing university. Um, And where I was, there was really no opportunities for females to play hockey except at that level, right? I could go play um, with boys uh, that held no interest to me. Um, I wasn't into, um, the aggressiveness that that part of the game brought with the beer league hockey. I was like, I'll pass on that. Um, and really no one talks to you about what could happen. Should you stop playing a sport that you're playing all the time? And that is your main source of activity. And you're also a young woman and your body starts to change. So I put on 15, 20 pounds. And from about 2005 until 2019, 2020, I gained and lost the same 20, 30 pounds, right? It's that constant yo-yo diet, the lack of knowledge. It's, I bring everything down to, so when I say Justine is fire, Justine is passion, Justine is love, it's, those are who I am at my core. If you take everything else away from me, that is what I have, Mm. right? That is who I am. Where, for the longest time, I tied my ident- identity to things that were outside of me or physical attributes of myself, right? Like I am only worthy or attractive if I look a certain way. Um, and then like you become a mom and it's like a mom, this is who I am. I'm a military wife. This is who I am. And then you become a coach. A coach is who I am. It's like, in reality, I do all of those things, but it's not who I am. And every single one of those things can be taken away. You would have a really hard time taking love, fire, and passion away from me. Nice. So it was the journey of finding my identity, finding a better way um, that really created my own mess into the message, right? It was my own struggles, knowing that other people were struggling the same way that I was struggling, like, um, creating, like I created massive disordered eating on my own path. So for myself trying to lose weight, you don't really realize that you're creating disordered eating until you come out the other side of it. And you're like, shit. Right. And Mm -hmm. I actually, it actually happened two times with me in two separate ways. 
And it was, you again, don't realize you're doing it at the time. And it's, there has, you know, it's like you have that moment where you're like, there has to be a better way than this. Mm. Right. So it was, I'm going to find it. So it started off very basic of, I was like, I took my nutrition coaching and you learn a bunch of knowledge and you gain a bunch of, you know, education. And you're like, what the fuck do I do with this now? Right. Mm -hmm. So, and then again, I'm looking at it and I'm like, there still has to be a better way than this. This is not the answer. This is the answer that just gave me disordered eating or, you know, I allowed to give me disordered eating and everything that I actually gained along my way to where I am right now happened by accident. Mm, I like that. So it's just, so in, I, I just had a thought on your story so far. And I just wanted to share on that one. Uh, it seems like the, the decision to do was already made and the how just came about. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So by accident. Okay. How so? Okay. So <clears throat> I graduated with my precision nutrition level one and have all this knowledge. And I'm thinking now what? how do I put this into practice? Like, what am I supposed to do with all of this? Right? Like, how do you build a business with this? Right? And I mean, I love precision nutrition. I love the sciency aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, precision nutrition, I'm a PN level, like level one certified coach. Level two, you would assume means they have more knowledge, right? Yeah. No, it, that's the part where they teach you how to build your business. Gotcha. So anyways, that's what I was looking for was what do I now, how do I practically apply all of this? Right. Um, and then a man named Matt Walrath, who is actually an lifted level coach. One of the first, he lives in Hmm. Australia. Um, I have no idea how we came in contact with each other. All I know, and I know it was through precision nutrition. And all I know is that we started having a conversation, which led to a conversation on the phone, which led to him talking about the program that he has on helping you build an online business for nutrition. Mm. So I started working with him. Okay. So through working with him, we were doing this challenge with everybody that's working together, like in the community. And it was to boost people's Facebook posts. Right. Mm -hmm. So when people within the, because we were all friends with each other on Facebook. So when somebody would post something, we would comment on other people's posts to help boost that algorithm, make it more. Right. Mm -hmm. I commented on a woman's post who I thought was a part of our community. She was the one, because at this point, it's like, this is still not what I'm looking for. Like, this is it. Like, I need to build my business and this is important. But I want more than just telling people to eat cal- like how many calories to eat, how much fat, how much carbohydrates, how much protein. Like it, it's a tool. It's not for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's more, there's something deeper. There was something deeper for me in walks, emotional disordered eating, Laura Poburn, accidental mm-hmm. conversation, got on the phone with her about being uh, like a, being a client within this program that she had created 
And then we started talking. She's like, would you like to go through this program? And I was like, absolutely. So I got certified in her thing. Nice. And that came in. Then while still working with Matt Walrath, the magical Mark England is brought on to do a session while we are going through it. And that was the, like that final little touch, that little cherry on the top where you're like that, this is what I've been looking for. And he like did his word magic and you were like, what the fuck just happened? And it was magical. And yeah, it's all been by accident. Like I was, I was looking and open to the experience and it came to me. That's a good way to be. I like yeah. that. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot. I, I think, and it's also interesting going into the accidental part because there's, I've been having a lot more like epiphanies mm-hmm. of making the decision rather thinking of how to do it before making the decision. And there's definitely a nice little cosmic coincidence of events that happen once the the decision is made. And it's really cool listening to someone, someone's story or people's stories and then hearing them connect the dots be to get to this point. And it, it's, it's interesting because it would be all the spots that someone would want to go along with, but it just happens. It just flows. It just comes to you. However that may be, I just think it's really neat. So it's just funny that you said that while it's also been at the forefront of my mind recently too. Well, and like when I do stop and think about it, cause I've actually had uh, this conversation with a few people and we have talked about it in the community and it's in reality, it wasn't an accident. Mm-hmm. It was like to think that like the millions of things that had to align and happen for that moment to be presented to itself. It's like to think that it wasn't going to happen is comical. I'm a big fan. Like I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. We may not see it at the time. um, And it may never make sense. Some like catastrophic things. However, like I find a lot of that day to day that everything happens for a reason right? Like a, like a crazy example is I was in Germany visiting my aunt and uncle the third time that I was there. The next day we went, we went to Paris. We came back from Paris. We went to the Canada day function that they were having on the base. I didn't want to go. Um, I was 21 at the time. My cousins were like five years younger than I am. Um, and I went and that's where I met my husband. Nice who I lived in New Brunswick and his family lives in Prince Edward Island. And it's like, you know, it's one of those, that was the moment, the moment in time. Right. So meant to be. Uh, That's pretty cool. Uh, So I guess since we've talked about a chunk of the past, what is it that you might accidentally find yourself encountering or what is the the trajectory that you want to move towards? Do you have a broader vision? I have a huge vision for my business. Ooh. Are you cool with sharing? I'm curious. <laughs> yes, absolutely. How am I supposed <laughs> to create it if I got to talk about it all the time? Um, so it's a slow scale because something that is being created, I'm big on foundations. That's actually what one of my programs is called is the foundations because you 
cannot, negation acknowledged, build something on rocks, on an unsturdy structure. Like you have to build that good, solid foundation. So to think that I could jump into this and open it up right away is ridiculous. It takes time. It takes building. It takes connections. It takes connections with other people in the fields. It takes connections with people who are going to then come in and take part in what it is that I'm creating. And one of the things that I find is sorely lacking um, in our healthcare system is a collaboration. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So collaboration between who? Everyone who is taking care of you. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, it was funny cause I was talking to somebody who has uh PTSD and she was talking about the clinic or, and she also has a heart condition. So it's like her heart condition needs a team of people. Right. And when a team of people is collaborating, all the different doctors that need to come together and work together, it's like, then you're supported because you're not going to this doctor and explaining what this doctor said and this doctor, what this said, and you're losing everything. Everyone is together. Right. Mm -hmm. So no, not doctors per se, Mm -hmm. but let's say everything that you need for your mind, body, and soul under one roof, Mm -hmm. everybody is because it will take a certain person to work within what I'm trying to create. You you don't just get to hold a degree or a certification and be able to come and work. You have to be in line with what is being created. And you have to bring something different than what I can bring. I don't need another me. I need someone else, Mm. right? But as a whole, we need to be on the same page for what it is that we're trying to create. So like you're working with a personal trainer who also has mindset and mental health and has the good values of nutrition. We're not using fear-mongering to help people lose weight, Mm -hmm. right? We are teaching good, solid, healthy habits, foundational habits, right? But everybody knows what's going on because everyone is teaching the same thing in their own way, right? You need to talk to somebody else because maybe this type of weightlifting isn't really in your category, right? Mm -hmm. Collaboration somebody has an injury and they come in, but they want to be working out. Well, then you've got your physiotherapist and your chiropractor over here and they're able to help you and be like, you want to what? I think that massage therapy would be better for you to go and do this. So-and-so is over there. You could go make appointment with them, right? Make sure that you're talking to your personal trainer so that they know what's going on. It's everybody is within one, right? When the coaching that I do with mental health and mindset is not enough, my husband is about to graduate with his master's as a psychotherapist. You have that extra help, that EMDR, that CBT, that specialized psychology, Mm -hmm. right? Um, When working with a nutritionist like myself is not enough, you need something more medical therapy, nutrition therapy, registered dietitian, Mm -hmm. right? And everybody is collaborating to the best that they can under one roof. You are being supported in all ways of your health under one roof. I could see that working pretty damn well. Especially I find that when, yeah, when, when you get, when you get your own little uh, form of a health Avengers together to be Mm -hmm. able to help someone in uh, an impactful way, not like a broader spectrum, then I think it creates a lot more ease per person as well, per practitioner. 
or like it's uh, not just a one person job. It's like, okay, so we're actually here. We're there. Okay. Where's the outcome? Was the updates? Is there any sort of feedback insights? And then you get to have multiple eyes on uh, the wellness of the same individual. And that could, I think that would be able to create a much more effective, efficient um, onboarding process, understanding that everyone's on the same trajectory and that uh, everyone is on the same vibes. So, so it's not like not recommending someone outside of the circle that is willy nilly that maybe the person doesn't feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. At least someone that you're introducing brings that comfortability, then they're more at ease, then they are able to have that flow. So the timeline of slowly decreasing resistance to change would actually be condensed. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing I'm theorizing. No. And I like, I've struggled with anxiety disorder, like PTSD as a child, anxiety disorder manifested around 16. So one of my my things that I struggle with the most is like adulting things that you have to do, like calling the eye doctor or making like an appointment for something. I like is one of those things that I, I am not a huge fan of. I am much better at it now. Um, but let's say you are struggling with your mental health and you're like, I want to start working out more, but going into the gym and you've got like, I was going to say Kyle, because it's such a Karen name. Uh, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Right. There's, it's just there's got that a punch lot of to it though. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's the like you go in and you're working with so and so and he's telling you to cut out a bunch of stuff and he's like giving you advice that he actually has no business giving you, right? Mm-hmm. So, or you go in and people are mean and like they're very judgy, right? So let's say you walk into a place and you start working with a personal trainer and mm-hmm. they notice a couple of imbalances, right? And they're like, you want to what I think that you could really benefit from going and talking to a physiotherapist Mm. so that we can help really get that shoulder working better. Right now, this person has just taken a big risk going in to them and working with a personal trainer. Now they're being asked to find somebody else, right? Which when you are struggling with mental health or like anything like that seems like a very daunting task because then you have to go out and you have to find somebody else to trust. Right. So imagine going in and they're like, physiotherapist you don't have to go anywhere you just have to walk over there through that door and make an appointment with our physiotherapist because if you can build trust with one person you're likely going to trust me when I recommend somebody else to you right which is where like that power of that referral network comes in right building trust but yeah that like you say condensed it would yes absolutely because you're not spending all of that extra time trying to find somebody else it's all right there for you mm-hmm. right like it would be cool to have like a nurse practitioner in it in there too right so it's like you're struggling with something and you need a prescription for something it's like there you go yeah that'd be pretty gnarly yeah i like that i like yeah. that i like your vision i'm totally in support of it i think it's totally gonna happen it's gonna be great it is gonna be great I actually wrote awesome. it out with Mark the other day and four-stepped it. Added some oh, breath sweet. in there, supercharged it. Feels good. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What where would be 
have you ever have you ever envisioned what the response of the one client that absolutely like went through that process they came to you had like an unreal experience with the collaboration aspect as well and then they developed into their authentic self the character of them is already there i believe that's just a bunch of adopted conscious and unconscious beliefs that we have decided that are real masking the authentic fire passionate and loving individuals that we have so when all the stuff on top of that is slowly chipped away and removed have you envisioned what that client coming up to you and telling them how you changed their life would be like i've had clients do that Oh, nice. Good. Good. Not in the collaboration sense, like yeah. in the three ways that I help people, which is like mental health, physical health, and well, personal training. So physical in the sense of moving your body and physical and what's happening inside. Um, and it's a magical experience. Like most of us get into this. It's not for the money. We get into this because we want to help people become better the best version of themselves, not the best version of me, the best version of them, which is going to look different than me because we're different people, right? Thinking that way that I did it is going to be the way that you're going to do it is ridiculous. It's there is a guideline of how we're going to do it and you're going to incorporate it in your own way, right? You're going to make it fit into your life in your way, right? So but yes, I do have that vision of how it all looks. So when the idea originally came to me, I actually have it written down in a notebook of the day and the time that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just gotten off a call from one of my friends. He's in Australia. I was in Ontario, Canada, and he's getting ready for his day. I'm going to bed. And I was upstairs and I was journaling and honest, it was full on vision like wide awake vision, but I could tell you what I was wearing, what shoes I had on, how I walked through this place, the smiling faces. I knew everybody's name. Everybody knew my name, right? Like there is a feeling of pride because to think that it's not going to affect me in some way is a lie, right? Like I am going to feel very good about myself and fulfilled is the word that I would say, because I do very much love helping other people. Like it does make me feel fulfilled. I can also fulfill myself. This is also fulfilling for me, right? And it's, I have a vision of many people coming up and me in return saying, go tell other people, go show your authentic self to the world. And it's like, Can you imagine a world where people are empowered and they know who they are and they have the tools that they need to thrive on a basic level? Because most of us are missing that, is that ability to thrive on a basic level. We think it's so complicated. So we're looking for this. We're reaching for something that like it's down here. You've gone too high, right? So it's, yeah, it's like I have this vision for the people of my province. I mean, I would love to say the people of this country, however, like that takes a lot, but it's like, 
a group of people where you have drastically helped them change their lives. I'm not changing your life. I'm giving you the tools to do it yourself. Mm, that's good. I like that. I like it when, even if we're a disconnect or not, well, technically we're connected, right? Literally, but I like feeling what you're saying. I like it when, even if there's a space in between, it's good. It's good when you can just feel it and it's like, oh, that's beautiful. I think, uh, yeah, made a little note of that. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to, I like, I like how your vision is. I like how you're going about it. It's very cool. Feels good. Feels awesome. It does feel awesome. Yeah. It feels awesome to share it with other people. Yeah. Right. It's some people would be like, I'm going to keep this to myself so no one can steal it. It's like, by all means, steal it. You will never create what I'm going to create because you're not inside my head. Could it be similar? Absolutely. Will it be the same? No, because you're you and I'm me. Mm -hmm. Also, by all means, there are not enough of us. Yeah. Totally. Oh, trying to think of a question off of that one. There's a couple of thoughts that would just went. <laughs> I went down a couple of my own rabbit holes on that one too. You're chasing them. Come back. Kinda. Uh, while you're talking about uh, helping a bunch of people, I was thinking of what my kind of vision is or what my what really like sticks out to me, and it's it's very much a similar idea where it, it's bringing it towards the. I didn't think of it until you mentioned it. So now it actually is like stewing in my mind. So thank you very much for that one. You're welcome. But it, I really like how you said the, that the group of people would be around you and you'd be saying, no, like go be your authentic self, go on, go be your authentic self. And I think that makes like a, such a, especially in the coaching space, when you're trying to envision what the vision of what you want in the future is. I think what we're trying to do is pull out the the best of an individual. And then the more, the more that they change, their external world is going to be a reflection of their internal world. And mm -hmm. that and that and those good vibes are going to resonate outwards as well. And it's just going to expand from there. And I think when people have that authentic self, that that vibe coming out then it just perpetuates outwards and the authentic self part. One, one thing that I really want to do is uh, be able to help folks specifically. I want to help uh, folks that are really, really struggling, be able to be get, get into trade jobs and practice their skill set that way, but starting at their, physical wellness, their mental wellness. I like to say physical and mental fitness. Mm -hmm. I don't like using health because it's too one-sided if in a full continuum. So if you have health and you have unhealth or you have health and illness, that's more whole of fitness rather than just health. And then having the thought that, oh, well, if I can't have a hundred percent health, then obviously I'm ill. But there's like the peaks and valleys, like sometimes mm -hmm. we're freaking solid, sometimes we're not. And that's a, the, the ebbs and flows of life. And I think um, being able to help for my vision, homeless folks specifically, mm -hmm. where they are really wanting to shift up, they want to like change their lives. Uh, a friend of mine 
works with a couple of peeps, but they don't have a system to be able to change up in their practicing from like the health standpoint, or even being in uh, a group of individuals that all want to aspire to something different than their present day circumstances. And I think to be able to bring out that, bring out that authenticity is the way to be able to help uh, bring purpose and passion and a lot of the good vibes to the world, the whole world just goes, it goes out, starts at home, but then Mm -hmm. moves outwards. (laughs) So it might be Edmonton, Alberta for me, but it's going to go outwards. And then we'll just like meet somewhere in Saskatchewan. (laughs) It's going to be a really long meet. Yeah. For us to get there. Just like, we'll get there. The longest straight ever. Um, but yeah, I, you know, what's funny is when I think about like authenticity and mm-hmm. I am, I am l- not l- loud. I am actually, um, and exuberant, passionate. I have fire. I have love. And I am, I am unwilling to dilute it down. So I am, I am the only female hockey coach, um, not the only one. There are maybe a handful of us that are coaching boys hockey in this city. So I coach boys. So there, I deal a lot with men and I am, there is no pretending to be anything, but what I am. And some you can tell are like, what? And then others are like, they're like, she's good shit. Like they know I am. And I am good shit. I'm not everybody's good shit, but most people, um, so it's it's fun to go into those situations and watch people react to you being authentically yourself. Because for me, it's like the people who like vibe with what I'm putting out are the people I want to be around, right? And the people who are like, Ugh. it's like, you can take your insecurities and flutter away, please. Um, and going out and I love giving compliments. Like I will... I, when I'm out, there's at least five or six every time I'm out that I'm handing off a compliment to somebody. Cause it's, and it's genuine. I'm like, Oh my God, her boots are amazing. I'm like, look at that freaking coat. Or it's like, that's amazing. Like, and I love doing that for people. Cause you can watch them walk away feeling better. Right. Just like that tiny interaction. And whenever I think about authentically yourself and the way that people are drawn to it, right. It's if you get into a crowd and you're with each other long enough and you start acting like your authentic self, which is, typically more exuberant than the dilution that society expects us to be all of a sudden other people start to become more animated right and the best example is if you just watch a group of kids like if you watch one kid go into another group of kids and they just start acting like just the absolute chaos that they are right all of a sudden all the other kids pick up and they start acting like chaos and just being their crazy weird little selves so it's like the way that it's magnetic to be yourself and then in turn, it helps other people feel comfortable being themselves. And I think that's a really beautiful thing to walk into a room that was being like blah. And you're like, Hey, look what I did. I yeah. made them all, all their own version of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. They're a little weirdness. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's some pretty cool insights. I really, I really dig what you're, what you got going on. I'm trying to think of another like hard hitting question, but some things are popping up, some things ain't. But um, when when you when you find yourself, mm, so when you find yourself, what's an indicator that you have found yourself? behaving inauthentically it's been a really long time since I've done it um so I can think of what past me would be you feel not empty I guess it depends on how like much of yourself you're diluting right? Like if you are very much not being yourself in any way, shape or form, you will feel empty. You will feel very disconnected. Right. Um, and then slightly diluting yourself. There is, to me, it felt like, a like an aura, like a halo. Like there was this energy about me that was lacking. Like if I'm thinking about it, I think like blue, like sadness from, um, I forget Inside what it's called. Inside out, right? Like, it's like there was this halo around me of obviously that only I can see, but that's, that's the way that I envision it, that it felt it was, there's a part of you that hates not being your real self. And there's a lot of people who struggle with, um, you see it a lot in middle school and then high school, right? And then it's like bad habits, right? You create this bad habit for yourself of trying to fit in with the crowd, thinking that no one's going to really like you if you act a certain way. And it's like, that's ridiculous. There's, there is definitely more than one person out there that is just as ridiculous as you are. Um, right. I was actually on the weird and strong podcast the other day. And it was like, I truly believe that every single person on this planet is weird. It's, are you my type of weird? And a hundred percent, there are all your little weirdos out there somewhere. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's so, but we have this fear of not being accepted, right. Of being shunned or pushed out to be authentically ourselves. And then I, I, I believe that there are times where we've for so long not been ourselves that we actually have no idea what it feels like, what it would look like, what our life would be like if we were truly to be ourselves. So it's not a light switch that you can just flick on where you're like, I'm just going to be myself today. Um, I would imagine that would be quite overwhelming. <laughs> I think you would overwhelm yourself and everybody would be like, oh, she lost her mind. Um, it's more of a gradual thing. Uh, it takes a lot of work on the inside though, to like, and discovery of who you really are, but you, there is a piece that's missing and that's the best way to describe it is like, there's a piece missing when you're not being authentically yourself. And so if you're thinking, I feel like there's a piece of me missing and it's not going to be a person, it's going to be you. Right. Mm. Yes. Had a little rabbit hole of thoughts on that one too. I do you think 
I'm just thinking correlation rather than causation. But do you think uh, that's why you may see some individuals? And I'm thinking this from myself on the this one, actually, where there is there is more of a there is more dependence than autonomy when it came to when there's authenticity, there's more autonomy when there's dependence that in my mind, at least, at least in my experience now I'm thinking about, it, yeah, yeah. The dependence was that sense of lack where it was, could be like relationship hopping, for example, mm. where it's one serious relationship to another or just relationships in general. But there's that, the aim is, the dependence on the relationship because the relationship internally is disconnected. Like that Absolutely. authenticity would be there. So it's like, huh? Yeah. I think I, I think you just assisted me in a un, unraveling some little uh, thoughts of my early twenties. Well, it was, <laughs> it was interesting because my husband and I actually had this conversation um, the other day and it was, um, because we've had, and I like, I want to say it was Will Smith that said it, but it, it's like a hundred percent true. It's like, it is not my job to make anybody happy. It's my job to make me happy. It's my husband's job to make himself happy. Do I want my husband to be able to make me happy? Yes. That's icing on the cake, but it begins with me being able to do it. If I am unable to do it, the chances of him being able to do it are slim to none. Right. And our relationship after 16 years of being together is the best it's ever been. And we have actually not worked on our relationship. We have worked on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And because we've worked on ourselves, our relationship got stronger because things like communication and emotional awareness and uh, where we are at with things grew stronger and connected with each other. Right. So it's like, when you said that dependence, right. It's like, because I don't feel whole on the inside, I'm looking for somebody else to make me feel whole. Yes. Right. It's in yes. reality, no one is ever going to be able to give you that because you're unable to receive it. Right. Damn. That's pretty cool. Hmm. I found something similar with that as well is with Kendra and I doing the same thing where we both five years ago, we think about, we think about it at that point where five years ago was the time where both of us really separately decided on becoming just better human beings and are still on that trajectory. Ah, that's cool. Having this conversation and actually reflecting on those points. I really am. I am feeling quite fulfilled in this moment. <laughs> I'm I'm a very happy camper. I'm Good. a very happy camper. That's cool. Now I'm just like thinking about thinking back on the development on that one. Oh, that's cool. Where would be the let's say hypothetically, because I'm just I'm kind of curious on this one. Let's say hypothetically there was a point where it was just a really tough time or a sequence of events or something where you you slipped into that inauthenticity, whatever it could be. But what would be your process of opening up towards that authenticity again? If you found yourself just in a in a little internal squabble, 
That's actually interesting because that's part of what I teach. So I, I call it expansion and retraction as we go along. Um, think about an elastic. You can only pull it so far before it snaps, right? You have to give it a little bit of give to pull again, right? When you think about growing. So part of creating good, healthy habits is that people call it, um, I sabotage myself, right? And um, most people return back to their comfort zone. So let's say, for example, um, something bad happens and you're an emotional eater. It's like you've worked really hard. Um, you've created good habits for yourself. And then something happens and you go back and you're just like curled up in the little fetal position and you're eating your Oreo cookies because that's your old comfort zone, right? Um, the idea is as you grow and expand, where your comfort zone is doesn't look the same anymore. You've changed what the new comfort zone looks like. So I could actually give you a living example of it. I have created all of these good, healthy foundational habits, which is what I teach. So, and it is simple. Do you eat enough fruits and vegetables? Do you drink enough water? Do you get enough sleep? Do you move your body in some way? I check in with the language. We check in with the mindset. Okay. So that's where we're at. And in April of last year, I lost my dad very suddenly. It was very unexpected. And there was a lot of grief, a lot of trauma that came with it. Now, when I was home, I, my body movement, some of those six pillars are going to go to shit, right? The other ones are going to hold it up. So old me would have eaten everything in sight that's comfort food to make me feel better because I am just grasping for any way to make myself feel better, right? Um, I would have not moved my body at all, which I was not the case. I did go for walks, right? So it's recognizing one that you're like, shit, I'm about, I'm falling back into past patterns, right? So one of the things that I made sure was that I was eating my fruits and vegetables. I was drinking water and I was getting sleep. Those were the three that I focused on. And then when it came to my language, because obviously my mindset was fucked, <laughs> like, right. And so I was looking at what it was, how it was that I was speaking about the entire situation and working on translating them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then over the summer, I, I, I do notice, and you will notice it when you do the growth part of everything, when you fall back into past patterns, the idea is that they're, they're not the same, right? So as you grow and expand, you replace the bad habits that no longer serve you with the good habits that do. And when it's, it's something that you do without thinking. Right. So it's like, those are what we're falling back into. We're able to take care of ourselves on the basic of basic levels. And it's really not that hard to eat fruits and vegetables and drink water. Right. Maybe something happens and you're not sleeping, but it's like, what are the other pillars that you're using to hold yourself up? So for me, it's reevaluating and getting back into those habits because over the summer I did very much fall back into we'll call past patterns. I was using social media as a form of, um, finding some sort of happiness and connection. 
when in reality, what I needed to be doing was going out and talking to other people, right? And for a little while, I knew very much what I was doing and I allowed myself to do it. I consciously, emotionally ate, which is a funny thing to do. Um, and it's so, but in the time where I didn't have the emotional capacity to reach out to somebody and have a conversation, it was like, I'm aware of what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing it. So having the conversation with myself and then slowly, I, it, it's not an all or nothing. We're not, we're not just like dropping off this cliff back in. It's, you know, it's take your time and get back into it. Like when something bad happens, it's, there's zero help in beating yourself up over falling back into things. But like, mm. you know, when and inauthentically me is me being outside of myself. So it's not just in a way that I act, it's in the things that I do as well, right? Because because of what I've created, I it would be inauthentic for me to be like, eat our fruits and vegetables and I don't eat fruits and vegetables, <laughs> right? Like that would be inauthentic, right? So like, and for me to think like beating myself up over it was worth the energy, right? So it's, being aware of it and slowly putting it all back into practice because that's what this is meant to do is it's habits that you're building it's basics of basics it's so if i fall back into past patterns if you fall back into past patterns it's also to look at it as you've gone on your growth journey is okay what would the me from last year have done in this situation mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Like what would the me from six months ago do in this past situation or in this situation, right? Like, and then if you go like, what would me 10 years ago have done in this situation, right? Like that's a fun little rabbit hole to go down. You're like, ugh. Yeah, a little, yeah. Right? So it's, yeah, it's being aware of it, knowing what you're doing, avoiding beating yourself up over it and taking the steps to get back to where you were. Like you got to where you were taking steps to do so. It's like, just retrace your steps. Yeah. I like that. Cause it, it's not like we're, it's not like we don't have a string behind us as we're walking down a path. And if we get lost, we just look for the string, go back on it, loop back around. Well, and I like, so like, it's funny that you say that because then I think of things like, um, like where you do the calorie counting and you do the weight watchers and you're counting the points and like anything that is like strict, right? You're following a guideline. You rarely learn anything from that, except that this is the only thing that you can do. So really you have no line to follow back when everything falls apart. Like you, like for me, I don't have to start all the way back at the beginning. I'm in the middle right? And I'm just like, okay, and I don't have to retrace every step. There's a lot of times I can skip steps, right? Because right. I'm that far ahead. I'm, you know, I'm walking. I'm just got a little hop in my step, right? Um, where like when you're doing things that are very strict and rigid to get to where you want to be, mm-hmm. it's, you rarely learn anything except that one thing. So there's not like a ton of resources for you to get back on track, right? Mm-hmm. You've, you're scrambling to find the end of your string and start back over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, you definitely uh, dropped some fire in that last little chunk of time. And uh, 
it was very, it was very fulfilling chatting with you there. It was, uh, or just even learning with you. I was mostly, I was definitely mostly listening, but, uh, you definitely have some, uh, awesome wisdom and knowledge bombs that you drop and very grateful for it. It was good. You came, you had a couple of ideas pop up in my mind where it was like a little connector and, uh, yeah, what a couple of the things that I really, that really stuck out that I enjoy the most, uh, was the reevaluation and reassessment and then making sure that the pillars are in place because if you because principles principles can create that foundation principles are pillars to form the base of the individual that we can become and another thought that i really liked was where uh the the part of or a part that I got is that when you're your authentic self, you go up a level. So you, I'm looking at like levels where you increase to level 10. So like a level. Yeah. Or if there's like a, and if there's a situation where if you're a level 10 and you're tempted to go into level six behavior, you're now at your level 10. So the worst that you might go is level nine, but you have that new basis of expectations. And in, from what I gather, you still maintain that the basis, even during a really difficult time. And so that way it was able to, you were able to go from the level 10 to the level nine instead of the level four or something. Along with that. Yeah, it was like a whole vision of it. It was like, I'm picturing the levels like, and it's like you, like once you level up, there's certain levels that like level one is sealed off. Level two is sealed off. Level three is sealed off. And is there the possibility of crashing all the way back down to one? Yes. But in order for that to happen, we're talking like Bowser level smashing Hulk through all the way to the bottom like something catastrophic has to happen for those levels to open back up right like you've yeah. sealed them tight because of what you've put into place to seal it right so is there the possibility of going back down absolutely it would take a lot for you to get there like mm -hmm. that was the visualization of the level i like the level i'm using that that's honestly you you paraphrased exactly what i was seeing in my mind's eye so the, our telepathy worked <laughs> oh that's actually sweet uh so gang gang near the end of this recording uh my pre-question to my final two questions is has is there anything that has to be said that hasn't been said yet not that i know of unless there's another question that comes that brings up something that needs to be said well I got you one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to finish my podcast with these last two questions. Uh, and so the first one, going to set the scene. Uh, it is the end of your days, whenever that may be, uh, probably around the age of 130. And you're on your deathbed and nothing, nope, let's say this podcast doesn't exist. Uh, Jeremy's podcast doesn't exist for or exist for weird and strong. No, no content that you've ever been a part of exists. You're on your deathbed. 
you're around people that you care for. What piece of advice do you want to pass on? Hmm. The, well, the first thing that popped into my mind, which is funny because it's then I'll translate it. It's never forget who you are. In translation, it's always remember who you are. Mm. Be that person. It will serve so many parts of your life to be you. Very and nice. your the happiest part of your life will be being you. You will be partially incomplete if you are not yourself. That's so fiery. That's a good one. Uh, the final or the final question is that the best version of you is sitting next to you right now. What piece of advice does she give you for this season of your life? Keep going. Nice. All Very aspects. Cool. Yeah, keep going. This is... I, I am very aware that I am on my right path. And do I know what the end game looks like? Absolutely not. None of us do, right? And I have a vision for it. Is it going to be that exact vision? No, maybe it'll be more, maybe it'll be less. But I can only get there if I keep going. Mm. Yes, I absolutely freaking love that freaking love that well that's why i've got for you for today's episode folks where can people find you justine uh you can find me all of my socials and everything are all on my website the information about what it is that i do is all on my website and it's bnalifestyle.com b-n-a as in brad nora and alexander lifestyle.com nice well, folks, if you could do me a favor right now, take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me with my handle at Dapper Dude Kyle. Justine, do you have the Instagram that people can tag you with? I do. It's just.lift.een. Nice. Also, be sure to check her out at bnalifestyle.com. This is one of the ways that we grow. And until next time, keep up the kindness and I hope your day treats you as good as you look. Cheers.